Wowzer, we're here again. It's a Friday. We are live. Last week we came to you a little bit. Uh, let me fix my volume here. We came a little bit. Uh, we were taped. But today we are live. I'm actually uh, at Miller's Place in K-Pax. And I want to send a shout out uh, to Engineer Ray for... Uh, Man, he goes above and beyond. If there's an MVP at that WJR station, it's you. I see you, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm up in your neck of the woods, so uh, thanks for letting me hang out. But it is Friday, October 22nd. This is four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty, joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Sean Belegian. But today, wow, the captain of the ship, Eric Dorch, is out and Brandon Blake, I don't think we've seen him, Shawnee, since he's gotten engaged, is running the place now. So, congratulations, B. Uh, we're going to start off talking hockey, but Shawnee, how was your week? Uh, what, what did you think, the world of sports? And uh, obviously, we want to touch on the on the Red Wings and what they say, but uh, how was your week, bud? Good, Mac, have, having a good week and, uh, you know, many good games. I think the playoffs have been... Uh, incredibly captivating. Love, in particular, that that Dodgers Braves series. That's that's been a fantastic series. But as you know, I mean, to the surprise of uh, nobody, uh, uh, mostly watching hockey every night. It's just, I'll tell you what, I I love I love the ease of the Disney bundle. I've got the 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 Disney bundle, so uh, with the bundle comes the ESPN Plus and. You know, you just scroll down the games, and you can watch, you know, every game, all the games. You can watch the games late at night if you if you choose to the next day. So I, I'm enjoying it very much. Speaking of that, I want to touch on the wings here in a minute. But uh, I watched that St. Louis-Vegas game the other night. Man, what a game that was. And, you know, the NHL is so entertaining, and they did it right. And the marriage between the NHL and ESPN again. I, it's going to be in big things for us as hockey fans, but what have you thought of the uh, start to the Red Wings season, and where are the team at one weekend at a 2-1-1 record uh, from where you thought they'd be? You know, Mac, it's, it's a mixed bag. Uh, you know, I mean, it's mostly good. One of the things that you and I talked about a week ago was that they would be more exciting, and they have been more exciting. Last night, notwithstanding, you know, the Darren McCarty Bowl last night, you know, uh, give give Calgary credit for coming in and, and kind of snuffing them out. But uh, it's an exciting team. I, I feel the exact same way that I did last week. I, I think that they are going to be in it until the bitter end. And, and um, you know, I think they're going to fall just short um, come playoff time. But uh, a big step this year, really. And, and, and I'll tell you what, from a watchability standpoint, that might just be the biggest difference. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because... Now the new NHL, which I've said millions of times and will continue, is my my game size. Now it's speed, and they're fast. They play NHL hockey in all assets, and it's not the, just the forwards. It's these mobile defensemen and these big defensemen, and that's where I wanted to ask you, what have you thought of the, the young guys, Lucas Raymond and Maurice Sider, in their first week? You know, uh, Lucas Raymond... Much like we talked about, I, it, the kid belongs. I don't. I don't know what else he has to do to show it. He belongs. You know the routine with defensemen, and 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 Mo Sider, you know, kind of called himself out for it uh, during the exhibition season. You know, there, there's more. There's more of a learning curve for for young defensemen. I mean, the the 
the rare defenseman comes in and, and, and shines from day one. It happens, but it's few and far between. There are going to be some ups and downs, but again, Mac, I, I think you're talking about guys, there's no reason for them to be playing elsewhere right now. No reason whatsoever. Um, I, I, I just think it would be counterproductive. I'm all for seasoning. I'm all for, you know, let let them cut the teeth and everything, but I think they're at a level right now where both of them deserve to be up here. And and, and you know what? I, I think they've shown it. It's it's a small sample size, okay? But I think they've shown that. Yeah, and that's that's all you want. What else can you can you want uh, a week into the season and knowing what what I like is it hasn't been easy on Lucas Raymond. You know, being his size playing up top, he's been taking some sticks, he's been taking some hits, but I love the team toughness and speaking of toughness do you want to explain, because uh, people can go actually on YouTube and check out uh, uh, my moonlighting gig over uh, with uh, Woodward Sports Network, Big D Energy, but I broke down the fight last night between Milan Lucic and Giovanni Smith. Would you like to explain, Sean, about how that, how that not only how tough Lucic is, because I said it's like going and fighting, you know, like between him and Zdeno Chara, but it's like fighting Tyson, you know, like you go right to the top, but, but how that dictated sort of the way the game sort of went in, in a sort of Daryl Sutter style. Well, in, in Mac, as you well know, it's, it's not just that Lucic is, is a big, strong guy. He is mean. He, he, he's got that, that mean streak in him. He's got that snarl on his face and, you know that that that's a guy that uh, you know Mac. Do, do we do we consider him a heavyweight? I I almost consider him a light heavyweight. You know because this is a guy that can play. He doesn't have to just he doesn't have to just drop the mitts and everything. So in that regard, I, I've always kind of looked at him as a light heavyweight. But I, I mean he's six foot three and two hundred and thirty pounds for good. That's a heavy you know? shot and just a heavy that can play and has proven yep. it. And the biggest thing you yep. said there is he's got mean, right? Same yep. as Tom Wilson. He's got mean. These are guys, but I, I give Giovanni Smith uh, props for breaking it down. You know, that's, um, you know, when you you could, you could really see a guy that's had 10 fights and a guy that's had 100 fights in the NHL, but it's something that, that to my point, is that I atoned it to something that's Calgary. Daryl Sutter was watching, and all of these Red Wings are feeling themselves a little bit, and nobody's really answered the bell. And, you know, they, so it's it's just part of the learning curve. But that's more of an old school tactic and stuff. So, um, but I get you know coming two one and one and even knowing that they blew two three goal leads in the opener and and got shut out. Um, I'm happy. The the only concern a little bit and you you're the one because you know this kid real well is uh, Alex Nedeljkovic. He uh, is he how's he get how does he get out? Have you seen him struggle before like this, Sean, or what? Uh, What's the prognosis by Dr. Belegian? <laughs> yeah, you know what? The, the thing about him, Mac, and, and I'm sure you've, you've heard this from, from some of your uh, friends in the, in, in the franchise, the thing about Alex is even keel. He's not going to get too up. He's not going to get too down. He's going to keep that smile on his face, and, and he's going to work through it. I, I mean, that's just I, – I've, I've seen it before. Um, his, his personality is, is a winner. There's no doubt about that. And there's no doubt in my mind, he's going to work through it. I mean, look, Tampa woke up in that first game and, and I think people forget 
Maybe if you look at it, you go, oh, my gosh, he gave up seven goals. They peppered him. Mac, you were there. They absolutely peppered him. When, when they, you know, woke out, when they woke up from that, you know, malaise that they had in that first game, and, and really for about a period and a half, I thought, in that second game, when they woke up, they looked like Tampa. And, uh, you know, I think people forget a little bit uh, how how well he played early on in that game, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But to me, it's just that one game that you maybe have to worry a little bit about. Other than that, I wouldn't be too worried about him. Malaise, malaise is the word this October twenty second from Sean Belize, and that means he. I oh, I'll ask you when you, we get back from break. Before we get into the suicide mission that the uh, Detroit Lions are on this weekend with our boy Matthew Stafford. Um, but I'll ask you about uh, Detroit going into Montreal as you use malaise. But we got to take some breaks. Bro. Brandon Blake on the ones and twos, do your thing. But you're listening to Darren McCarty's show here, AM760, WJR. Oh, great to be here on this Friday night. And just like I was telling uh, Brandon Blake during the break, is sometimes you got to embrace the suck in life. What do you put in to get out? And that's why he's got a 22-hour shift or a 14-hour shift or whatever else. But good luck. He's doing a great job, B. Keep her going. But, Sean, I uh, I was concerned thinking about as I was driving up here, <clears throat> I need a wellness check on your neighbor, Habsman. And why not a perfect time? You know, if you have you seen him? Did he take the black curtains down since the finals of last year as he reemerged has he excited was he have you heard anything can you update the listeners on your neighbor Habs man because well, Detroit's you know going uh, to Montreal it, on it, Saturday as 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 you well know Darren there's only uh, one team that is pointless in the National Hockey League oh I didn't know that, that is, uh, I did not that know that Montreal Canadians oh They're, is it they uh, yeah, they oh. are. They are a tough watch. I'm. I'm not even being funny. It is, you know. Obviously, Shea's out and and Carey Price is out, but it it goes deeper than that. And you know, maybe we can use that word malaise again. Hangover. I I don't know. Um, they they look lost everywhere. I I thought the first night they had a pretty good game against the Leafs, and they have put up literally four stinkers since then. Um, in, like non-competitive stuff too. It's it's really. It's odd to watch. And all of a sudden, Mac, the young kids that so many people were excited about last year, you know, just hockey fans, um, they look like young kids, um, you know, with, with Suzuki and Caulfield. And Suzuki. Caulfield. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it is. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they are. You'll get a chance to see it tomorrow. Um, they're, they're struggling. It's a bad watch. Right? There's no other way to say it. So is there any um, is there anybody that surprised you, good or bad? Because I think the most surprising for me is the start that San Jose has gone off to, because they that's what they were supposed to do, you know, for the last few years or something. That's sort of surprising and stuff. And obviously the Buffaloes um, being at the top, that Florida team looks great. Love them. Um, anybody catch your eye for any love good or Florida. bad reason? I, I I love Mac. I love love Florida. Um, you know, I think we saw a taste of it last year. You and I were on the air. Um, that was one of the best playoff games I've seen in a long, long time. That was it game one or game two, uh, yeah, Florida and Tampa was un, uh, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, just a great hockey game. And you could see they, they, they weren't quite ready for primetime yet. And they are, uh, any style you want to play 
and, and Florida can play it. You know, they've got that grit. They've got that sandpaper. Uh, they're limiting. They're scoring. I, I really, really like that Panther team. Um, I watched the Blues the other night. You, you made reference to that. That, you know, looks like the team that won the Cup a couple of years back. And um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because there, there are some – I mean, how about Edmonton? You know, I, who, who the heck saw that coming? Well, he's not doing what they're supposed to. I mean, they yeah, do have maybe. the, the, the <laughs> one, one and two or one and three best players in the league. They're just finally getting some supporting cast. And I think that's, you know, you look at the difference, like a guy like Zach Hyman has made, you know, to that team. You look at my boy, Zach Cass, and I saw he had a couple goals there uh, the other night. But, um, you know, here, I'll, I'll get you off the doldrums of the Canadians and uh, talk about the Lions this week. Going to play uh, our former quarterback, Matt Stafford. I've seen the line. I don't know if it's moved. was... 16 i think the last time i saw it or something is what how do you watch this game sean are you watching this game like with no hope or are you watching this game to see stafford light it up uh, how do you expect it to go you know what i i i'm one of those guys mac i, I can never root against my quote-unquote quote team i can't do it I know what's smart for the team, and I, I, I think they're well on their way to securing a very high draft pick, if not the number one pick. And and so my opinion in that regard hasn't changed. I, I thought that they were going to struggle mightily this year, and I know they won't say it, but I, I honestly feel it's by design that they're, that they're loading up some draft picks, obviously from, from the Stafford deal, and, and they're kind of playing the long game with this. So I, I – I'm not going to say I hope that Stafford lights them up or anything like that. It's going to happen organically. I mean, they they don't have the talent right now, and the talent that they do have is too damn banged up. I mean, the one thing that we were all excited about in the offseason was that offensive line, and, and we haven't had a chance to see that offensive line as designed, and, and, and it sounds like we're not going to see it anytime soon. So, um, look, you're, you're going up against Aaron Donald in that defense, not to mention what Matthew Stafford and that offense is doing right now. Uh, it, it could be ugly out in L.A. this, this, uh, this Sunday. No, it, it absolutely could. But, uh, again, if you're working towards uh, the future and stuff, uh, like guys are hurt and how many of these guys are going to be here when the team's, yep. when the team's there. So, um, but you know, the effort will be there and hopefully like you see some things out of a guy like a Derek Barnes or some, some young guys and you know, they're going to compete, right? They're not going to lay down and you know, that's what you want. Um, who has a better chance this weekend of, of, uh, winning, uh, Northwestern at Michigan or the Lions in LA? Boy, I don't like either one of them at all. But you, you know, you put a gun to my head. I'll say Northwestern, I, and I don't feel yeah. good about that. Now, do you see where that line being twenty-three? Yeah, right. Being twenty-three. Do you expect the game that everybody else you hear expecting? Uh, just pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock, or do you, or do you think uh, it, it could play out any other way? You know, it, what's interesting to me is Northwestern. You know, they got pounded a, a few weeks back against Nebraska and then came back and had a nice win against Rutgers, a 21-7 to win. So, Pat Fitzgerald is a heck of a coach, but Michigan's got it going on right now. You know, I, I don't know 
you know, in terms of um, how legitimate it is, but I'm a big believer in you are what your record indicates. And I think that both Michigan and Michigan State have nothing to apologize for, absolutely nothing to apologize for. You know, is is this a case where they can knock off Penn State, they can knock off Ohio State? I'm not so sure about that. You know, I, I think I'd like to see a little bit more, although let's be honest, there's there's a real good chance that James Franklin will, will make some flub during a game and, and give both Michigan and Michigan State an opportunity to win the game. But, you know, are they at Ohio State level yet? I don't think so, but – um, they, they both are finding ways to get it done, and there's something to be said about that. You know what? As a Michigan fan, Sean, I'm going to reference a Simon and Garfunkel song, Redone by Disturbed, that opens up Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. Do you know the song I'm talking about? Yeah, The Sounds of Silence. The Sound of Silence coming out of Michigan has been consistent, right? The play. No matter what, this team is playing for each other and for their coach. And I don't think they're overlooking this game to how big, you know, next week is. But you nailed it, Sean, because you consistently say it. You are what your record is. And they've been finding a way to get it done. So I don't think that they're overlooking anything because if this was last year, I asked myself this, and I I would think this is a, a proverbial trap game or something like that. But no. Not, not this year. And I think, you know, I, 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 you know, maybe a few uh, gimmicks, you know, out of JJ McCarthy or you know something to make Michigan State. I'm wondering if they'll pull something out as a magic trick just to throw Michigan State off to, you know, spend time preparing for something they're not going to use. Because I'm sure that's a lot to do with it. So um, I wanted to ask you, Sean, though. Um, would you prefer um, by game, uh, by game, game like Michigan Northwestern, then next week Michigan Michigan State, or would you prefer to be state and have played, have a bye, and then play Michigan off the bye? No, you know what? I, I I think it's advantage Michigan State. I really do. You know, you you have the opportunity to to get together and watch them if 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 you choose to 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 you know do some. Uh, live uh, tape watching. That's got to be mandatory viewing. That does not have to be like everybody's watching this game. Absolutely. Isn't that the big? No, I mean, isn't that like should we go without saying? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that that's that's and I think that's what's cool, you know, is is, you know, from, uh, I guess, a fan standpoint and a media standpoint. This is the kind of stuff that so many of us clamor for. There's something exciting when these two teams get together highly ranked and unbeaten it hasn't happened since 2010 where both of them were you know highly ranked and 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 unbeaten and you know Michigan State ended up winning that game and and quite frankly Michigan's season kind of fell apart from that point on and that was Rich Rod's last year but um that's that's what's interesting about this you know and just like last week you know I to me I'll use the Tom Izzo line Survive in advance. Was it pretty against Indiana? Nope, but you don't have to hang it in the lube. The only thing that counts is that W up there. So, um, you know, give them a chance to, to recoup a little bit, maybe uh, lick some wounds and, and, and get ready for that home tilt next weekend. No, that's awesome. So um, it's exciting time. And, and the weather here, the leaves are changing. I'm on my northern uh, first round of, you know, like I said, I'm – Broadcaster from Miller's Place here in uh, K-Pack. Um, not quite in the 
in the thumb, but sort of on the way to the thumb. Um, just off 69, actually, pretty nice. Uh, Whitmore Lake tomorrow night uh, and uh, up in Marquette on Sunday. But, uh, Sean, you've been watching the uh, baseball playoffs. We're going to talk about that. Uh, are the Dodgers done? What's up with Houston and the Sox? It's been exciting, I can tell you that. Anyways, thanks for listening to the Darren McCarty Show here on this Friday night, AM760 WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. Thanks for joining us here on this Friday night. Uh, excited, you know, Sean, I'm excited. Hockey's back. Yeah, um, like you said, the Disney bundle or whatever you have, you just want ESPN Plus. I know it's less than 10 bucks a month. and Man, it's so cool. It is. I, watching TNT, watching Gretz on there, you know, watching Chirp, Paul Bissonette, you know, that's sort of the locker room mentality. Is what you got or you watch Charlie and Mark Messier on ESPN and stuff, so it's pretty cool because um, I think big things are going to happen, but we are right down to the nitty-gritty in the uh, Major League Baseball. Um, you've been watching this, Sean, and what have you been thinking? Yeah, you know, the the... Red Sox Astro series is a weird one because it seems like every game's just a butt spanking. You know, it's it's the Red Sox do it to the Astros, the Astros do it to the Red Sox, and uh, you know the the Astros obviously looking to to finish the series. I mean, I love what the Braves are doing. I mean, I mean, what a what a great story. I mean, they were such an afterthought coming out of the East this year, and uh, you know to knock off the the prohibitive favorite Brewers and now be giving the Dodgers all all that they can handle, but you know, Mac, last night was one of those things, and, and guys, I guess, our age will will either remember this or remember people talking about it. You know, Reggie Jackson hitting the three home runs in, in the World Series game in 77 and, uh, you know, becoming Mr. October, right? I mean, it was it was just something that even if you weren't of age to, to necessarily remember it, Mac, I'm sure, you know, people talked about it for years. You know, Mr. October and the Reggie Bar and, you know, all the all the magic that came from that. And for Taylor to hit three bombs last night, I mean, that's that's pretty cool to see that type of stuff. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what the Braves can do to, to answer back. But uh, in, in the meantime, you know, to, to see that and to see, you know, Albert Pujols uh, be able to connect pretty stinking cool i i think the playoffs have been outstanding so far i really do playoffs have been outstanding and you know what that like you said sean because that red sox astros series right i almost expect because when you play a tighter series that are one goal or one run or it's a grind or extra innings or you got to use a lot of bullpen there's a lot of mental going into it right that drains you whether you know it or not, and I wonder if if we will see that for the you know for the teams, especially the ones coming out of the National League, because everything's such a grind, right? Whereas American League, it's sort of a you know the game's sort of over with. You don't really stress out. I mean, it's played out a little differently. I just like always looking for different things. But you you bringing up what you brought up that. Uh, that's what sparked my interest too, but entertaining as all else. I, I could say that. You got to watch these games. Like, 
I feel bad for that if you're an LA fan, because if you're an LA fan, it's it's not just your baseball team; it's any team you leave early because of the traffic. So you got to beat the traffic, but just a bad time to to leave early for some of these games, especially with Chris Taylor tying history and stuff like that. So. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Who do you expect right now putting you on the spot? What is the uh, what will the uh, Major League Baseball Finals be? Who's playing I'm off? St- the- I, I think the Braves are going to finish off the Dodgers. I really do. They, they've, they've just been an outstanding story. And, and I think the Astros are going to finish off the Red Sox. I, I, I don't know about you, Mac. I, I don't know how the Red Sox have been doing it all year. They're, they're, their pitching just isn't good. I mean, there's... I have no other way to say that. I mean, you take a look at their staff, and, you know, Sale hasn't been Sale, obviously, as, as he's been trying to, to, to fight his way back. They're, oh, he's been Sale, is, all right. Sale out of the park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, their, their pen has been flammable. I, I mean, there's just so many different things about this team where, you know, I, I sit back and I, I, I say, how, how the heck how the heck did they get there? You know, how, how did they do this? But – you know, those bats come up big, and, you know, when they win, as we said earlier, they seem to be winning big and scoring a lot of runs. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like the Astros in that. I mean, Houston Houston and Atlanta will be a, a fun World Series. It really will be. Oh, absolutely. I got Atlanta. I like what they're doing. And I just wanted to talk on resiliency and professionalism in their first baseman, Freddie Freeman. Well, this is yeah. a perennial all-star first baseman. Gold Glover, everything, you name it. I mean, he's top of the list. If you know, if you're doing fantasy drafts, he's one of the first first basemen's taken. He struck out the first seven plate appearances of this series, and then he decided he'd had enough. But but that's got to be mentally straining. But to be that just goes to show you the focus that they have, and it's not just him. It's up and down that lineup. That's a scrappy lineup that plays for each other. So. I think too, Sean. It will be, um, it will be Atlanta and Houston, and it's that's going to be a great series. So um, yeah, we I haven't got so. you haven't got gypped if you're a baseball fan and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I, I th- and, and you know what? I got to be honest. Uh, you know, we as sports fans, we we don't like change, right? And and when some of these seasons started creeping into late October, what are you doing taking this season this long? I think it's great. I really do. I, I, I think it's it's outstanding. It, it makes it more special. I mean, this is such a cool time where, you know, you've got the convergence of so many things happening. You know, NFL is well underway. College football's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, the puck dropped a few weeks back. You've got the NBA that tipped off. And, and you've got the, the postseason right smack dab in the middle of it. I mean, October – is making a strong charge for one of the best sports months out there. No, it really is. And especially in this state, you know, like I want people to, you know, I always say, like I told Brandon to uh, embrace the suck when you got to, uh, you know, work on he Oh, but, but he's got a segment today, Brandon, from the last segment that you got to tell me what's in the microwave. That's on you today. But here's the thing. Let's take a breath because the destination is an oasis. It's all about the journey. And look around and look at our college teams, look at our pro teams, and you know what? Yeah, it, it's ugly in the football and stuff, but but remember what it used to look like? It was Gotham City around here. There was nothing to cheer for, right? You had to have another team. I mean, I even moved to Florida just so I could be around champions. I mean, and Stevie. 
and Stevie because he can't go anywhere without me because like I'm a security blanket. We all know that. Steve Eiserman, I'm talking about for anybody. Yeah, the captain. Um. Anyways, uh, but but that's the thing. We're in a pretty you know a, a better spot, a good spot. You know, we got this young Pistons team, this Wings team. You know, the Lions is. I mean, you can go further down, but could going up, but. You, you look well, you, you know, Mac. I mean, let's, let's stick on the horizon. Michigan. No, and let's stick with Michigan, Michigan State. Man, it wasn't that long ago that we were all sitting in here saying, ah, "I'd be nice to go to a bowl game, six, seven wins. That'd be a cute little season." Heck, they're both there right now. You know, I mean that that's that's the cool thing. I mean, you know, for the Spartans, obviously they're they're well ahead of the curve that that everybody expected. And for Jim Harbaugh, you know, a lot of people thought that this was you know some kind of lame duck uh, swan song type of thing. And 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 he's got Michigan back in the top ten. So uh, that that's exciting in and of itself. No, it, it really it really really is. And you know what? I can't say enough about the job Mel Tucker's done down at State and. Oh. I'm 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 sure that Michigan, you know, because I, and the one thing I want is is both of them to be healthy. So there's no excuses by any side. Not that it matters to me. But anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, hey, it's my favorite part of the program coming up when we come back. Shawnee B, it's that time of year. It's ooh, gonna be nice barbecuing weather. But we'll find out what he's doing. And Brandon Blake, first edition of What's in the Microwave here on the Darren McCarty Show. Thanks for listening. I'm seven sixty WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on seven sixty WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend Darren McCarty. Ah, funny fact. October 18th, 77, it was Reggie Jackson's day. He hit those three home runs. October 18th, 79, was my sister Melissa was born. So that's pretty cool. This day in, this day in sports, I feel like Maz, Sean. I just gave you a Tom <laughs> Mazaway. There's for the history books and stuff like that. Before we get to the food part of the program, I wanted to just give, hey, you know what? Accountability, acknowledgement, whatever like this, call it like I see it. Um, we've said there's not much positive to say about the Lions organization, but they did announce Chris Spielman will be enshrined into the pride of the Lions on, uh, Halloween, uh, versus Philly becoming the 19th player in Lions history. Congratulations to Chris Spielman, who, when was my favorite player, you know, him and Stephen Boyd playing the middle linebacker. But to me, that's effort personified. And especially when you know, here's a guy that was Steve Eisenman. Two, two toughest guys to come through um, Detroit sports in my era. Steve Eisenman in hockey and Chris Spielman in, in football. He played a whole season with a torn pectoral and got blood drained every year because surgery wasn't an option. What are your Chris Spielman memories, Sean? You know, uh, first of all, Mac, let me just say this. I'm sure you guys have seen it, but for the benefit of people out there, if you haven't seen the viral video of Chris Spielman in the moment he found out he was going into the Pride of the Lions, check it out. I, I mean, well done by the Lions to put that video out there and surprise Chris Spielman the way that they did. Mac, uh, my memory is exactly what you just said. In my first year in the business... Uh, was 1995, and we went in the locker room one day, and Spielman is is standing in front of the locker, and there is 
Mac, you know the movie like Alien? It looked like yeah. this alien was coming out of, of like just below his pectoral, right? And, I, I, and Michael Hara goes, what is that, Chris? And Chris goes, oh, enough, enough, and never mind. And took a shirt and kind of put the shirt over it and everything. It was absolutely gross. I mean, looking at it, it was it was gross. And that guy played through it. What a tough, tough son of a gun he is, man. No, it is, and that's a memory, and you can go back and even look at the highlights. But, you know, that's sort of the uh, the the way of the line, that, that hard-playing middle linebacker stuff like this. Maybe one day Derek Barnes can – can be that guy uh, for this generation, stuff like this. Did you uh, see your former cohort and uh, uh, my teammate there, Joint Bell, former Lion, uh, comments on uh, Jared Goff? And uh, I wanted to get your comments. What did you think? I was pretty proud of him because, you know, he's Joint's in that um, freshman, soft, nah, he's more of a sophomore, junior now, I would say, of, of, watching his words and what he says and being accountable. And I thought he handled it. And you know how it was important, Sean, early on in your career that people know that you're just talking about the play on the field. You're not talking about the person. And then now because of the reputation you've built, <coughs> the reputation I built, excuse me, <coughs> it, that's over time, right? Just to, to know what the intention is. If you listen long enough, you, you'll know uh where the intention of a conversation goes, but uh, what did you think about his comments about, you know, playing Detroit style and that Jared Goff's effort isn't good enough? Well, it, it, you know, Mac, it's, I, I, I was proud of him. I mean, I've known Joyke for a long time. I made a comment on, on one of his things on, on Twitter, and I, I'll echo what you said. It was funny because um, some of the, the, the people that we worked with there uh, thought that I was being quote mean to to Jared Goff when I when I was talking about Jared Goff. I have nothing personal against Jared Goff. I mean, I, I think what he's done the last couple of years speaks for itself. There's a reason why this this guy that got this giant contract, they couldn't wait to get him out of town. And and a lot of the things that we've seen so far in his tenure with the Lions are the things that we've seen the last couple of years and. And it's not wanting to take those chances, not not wanting to put himself in a position, you know, where, where he knows he has to sit in that pocket one more second. And and quite frankly, you turning the ball over too much. And this is something it'd be one thing if he just had one off year. But now this has kind of become the norm. You know, when, when this is the third year in a row that you've seen less than play, um, the National Football League stands for not for long. Uh, when you continue to play like this. And that, that's what's happened to, to Jared Goff. And I, I like the way that you phrase that because I think sometimes even still people like, well, what's your problem with Jared Goff? I don't have any problem with Jared Goff. I'm just telling you the way he's played the last three years. And people didn't want to believe it when he came to town. Well, let's give him a chance. And maybe he's more than a bridge. Um, let's put it this way. He's exactly who I thought he was in his time so far as a Detroit Lion. Well, you know, I, I was that bridge guy, and I'm not anymore. So, I mean, easily my mind changed. But let's get to more important things, Sean. The barbecue this weekend, what do you got for us? I'm doing uh, I'm doing a, a, a medley of chicken. It's been a oh, while medley. since I've done some chicken. A medley. Yes. 
I'm doing. I, I'm. I'm going to do. I'm going to do a couple uh, barbecue chicken cutlets. I'm going to do a couple of my personal favorite uh, Caribbean jerk. I I love the Ooh, jerk. Oh yeah, chicken, anything so with gonna, the jerk in it with Chambly. Oh, I love it. it. Absolutely. There's just that. Boy, oh boy, there's just that that taste to it. And you know the thing when you do the jerk chicken, it it really is better when you when you do those thighs and you do that darker meat as opposed to the breast, but. Um, yeah, so, you know, I haven't figured out what other kinds I'm going to do, but I know right now it's, I'm, I'm going to do some barbecue. I'm going to do, uh, some, some jerk and I don't know if I'm going to do it just, you know, the traditional put it in dressing or some lemon pepper or something, but, uh, something for everybody at, at, uh, Casa de Belegion. I love it. I love it. Can you outdo the medley, schmedley with the microwave? What do you got, B? Because you're there for the long haul. <laughs> So I'm gonna be honest. I uh, so like I told you already. I've been here since one, and uh, I ate my frozen dinner that I was gonna have tonight already, because I hadn't ate yet today. <laughs> it's been a tough day in the office. <laughs> so I just I just ordered uh, a nice DoorDash from a local establishment, no free ads, and uh, that'll be here hopefully shortly. <laughs> yeah, if it was free food, you get free ads. Yeah, yeah, but they're think not about, giving me free food. Think about that. Who so. wants to feed the the starving young, newly fiancéd uh, producers of the show that just get beat around and then they get tied back up in their chains and then you know you're treated so horribly. But uh, no, hey, you know what? I don't blame you though. But you, you do you do work hard, B, and you've done a great job. Um, anyways, so I expect. Sean, and you, you know this, this is a, a perfect time. It'll be interesting. We didn't touch on it and I, because I wanted to wait, but uh, the absence of Tyler Bertuzzi going to Canada, does it affect the flow of the game? You think, I don't Sean, think that so. it'll affect the lineup or the Montreal's not good enough anyways? They're not good enough. They, they Mac, you'll see it with you. They look ugly right now. I mean, it lost. It's, it's, it's bad. Just ugly? Or fugly, or what? All of it. Like, all <laughs> really, of it. I mean, all just, the above. Discombobulated. Uh, you're you're going to see. They look terrible. Terrible. I love it. I love it. Anyways, make sure uh take a wellness check on Hobbs Man next door. And we'll see all you guys next week there on McCarty's show. Have a great weekend. See ya.